I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you I spent weeks amid, I spent months telling you that don't believe, oh, they've got Messi. Awesome, Pauli will figure it out. Oh, they've got insert other talented player here. Because all this ends with is Willy Caballero kicking the ball straight to a Croatian attacker for a goal. And Enzo Perez, a 32-year-old River Plate midfielder who was on vacation before being called into the squad, pushing a shot wide. I tried to tell you, man. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Argentina can still get it. I know, I know. I want, yeah. <laughs> I want the first 30 seconds of the podcast, I'm going to feel pretty good about myself. Yeah. But as you said, Argentina are not out of this yet. See what happens between Nigeria and Iceland. We'll see what Argentina does against Nigeria. But let's be very clear. You're not feeling great about Argentina right now. No, the performance today was lackluster, dismal, appalling. Expected. Yeah, yeah. How's sure. that for an adjective? I mean, it, the signs were there. You, you were on this for a long time. If you've been watching them through qualification like you have, it was a bad qualification from them. The talent is weird. Sampaoli doesn't know how to manage the squad. I think it was very evident today, the issues on display. And then they just capitulated. Give Croatia full marks for their good team. I didn't even think Croatia was that good, though. I don't think they were that good, but they had the right game plan. They have a really aggressive press. They had lots of fouls to break it up, and they played to their strengths. And They had competent attackers to finish in the box. Game plans only matter so much. I think Croatia had the better team, but nothing... You could throw everything out the window when goalkeepers make mistakes. And that's the annoying thing about soccer is that you could play right, you could play this, you could do that, you could do everything. Boneheaded mistakes lose you games. And, you know, I still think Croatia was the better team and probably was more likely oh, to go and go 1-0. For sure. But if that mistake by Caballero doesn't happen, Argentina still could find a way to win this game or draw 0-0. And then we're like, okay, things are a little different. But that was a boneheaded mistake. It was very poor. And it was also not surprisingly unexpected. Well, so many people had concerns Ka- about Caballero. Caballero was a bad goalkeeper. He's yes. a backup at Chelsea, who, meanwhile, when you're at Chelsea, you're backing up Thibaut Courtois. So, so you just don't play. You get to play in, like, the Carabao Cup. Okay, Until, great. like, the can semifinals. You save, can you save, like, a 30-yard shot from Leeds? Great, you're in. Not twice. To, you, you have to do it twice yeah, a game. That's yeah, all that happens. Not to bag on Leeds if you're if you're a Leeds fan. Bielsa to Leeds. Yeah, hey. Speaking of Leeds, this is the World Cup After Dark podcast. Stoke City leads to open up the championship. Bielsa's Leeds. Stoke City on their way to promotion. I, I would love nothing more than for Leeds to play a ridiculous possession football style and take the championship by storm. Yeah. That'd be that'd be entertaining. You, you, you think that's gonna happen? Bielsa is going to try to do. <laughs> He's going to be in the wrong place. Yeah, okay, now that we've gotten sidetracked, it took us three minutes to get to Leeds United here on World Cup After Dark. Man, it was, it was crazy. Uh, I don't even know where to start. I think the tactics were off for Argentina, and I think the players were off. So, so much around Argentina, when you brought up the point of, hey, they've looked really poor in qualification. Hey, they haven't looked good since 2016 when they ran Tata Martino out. So much of the counter-argument against that, a lot of it was, well, they have Messi, which is a completely fine argument to make. I get that. But also a lot of it was, well, Sampaoli was thrown into the fire. He got this team qualified. Give him credit for that. Give him time, he'll figure it out. He's a great manager. Look at what he did in Chile. Look at what he's done at other stops. Give him time, he'll figure it out. 
and you gave him time. You gave him November friendlies. You gave him a March set of friendlies that saw them get beat 6-1 by Spain. You gave him three weeks before the World Cup. And one match into the World Cup, Argentina are just throwing things at the wall and hoping they stick. Yeah, and that, that is that is very clearly what's happening. Yeah, he he doesn't know his best eleven. He doesn't know the best system to play his players. He also just doesn't have the right ch- like the right choices. Like, I don't know why do you not bring Romero. I know he was injured, but again, there's so many questions to the ask. Defense is bad, but it's very clear that the argument that Sam Pauli would figure this out yeah, is completely I, out the window. Yes, yeah, so you cannot make that in, argument. He's in anymore. over his head, right. totally in over his head. That was I hilarious when he threw off the oh, yeah, suit jacket. You just he, see a tattooed Sam Pauli just pacing the sidelines. Yeah, no, that argument—it's gone. The argument that Messi is there—he's still there. And he—I thought he did fine. He struggled he cre- to get on the ball today. Yeah, though. The, he got on the he, ball so much he against got a Iceland. A lot of touches against Iceland. He wasn't getting it. That's because Rakitic was was mar- trailing him, marking him. When he had, I thought he created some things, but they just didn't know how to attack in the final third. They couldn't beat the Croatia press. It was a frustrating performance from Argentina. Um, I give Croatia full marks. Luka Modric, great goal. Great goal. Yeah, he knew that, what he was doing. Yeah, and as then, soon as he got that ball. I, it felt like there was too much space, and then you saw him delay on it, and you're like, oh, he missed his chance. And it's like, nah. No, he, he, was just, he was just he waiting to it. get it where he wanted. And then the third, too, I thought was great composure. So often that goal yeah. gets empty, and you just hack it at it as quickly as you can. And again, it doesn't really matter because they were going to win that match. But it was just really composed to finish that. And, and then goal differential could prove to be really big for Argentina. There's still a lot of ways that this group plays out. Iceland and Nigeria don't play until tomorrow, so we don't know what that result is. Argentina yeah. will be watching. Regardless Argentina. of that result, I think they'll be like, oh, we can do this. I don't know if they can. Yeah, I think if Iceland wins, that's obviously their worst-case scenario because then they're in the swamp and goal differential down four at least. And also, Iceland and Croatia can play out to a draw that probably benefits both of those teams because Iceland will be totally fine yeah. taking their point well, and going I through. also think that... Uh, Argentina probably wants a draw because, I mean, is Iceland going to beat Croatia? They did in World Cup qualifying. That's the thing yeah, to remember. So These two teams co- were in the World Cup qualifying group together and Iceland showed and well. And Croatia, uh, if Iceland and Croatia, if Iceland and Nigeria draw, then Croatia's through as the leader. And they have no incentive to even play right. their best match. And then an Iceland win and Argentina are done for sure. Yeah, Nigeria so win and that's then the Iceland best, are... That's the best you case think scenario so? for Argentina. You think so? If, I don't... Arge- if Nigeria win, because then they, they could just control their destiny. <sighs> I don't know that I believe that. I think a draw would be best for Argentina. Yeah. I. That's how I... That's my first reaction. Granted, I haven't thought about it a ton, but I have seen that argument made a lot in the past. I, don't, I just don't have the confidence in Iceland to beat Croatia. I think they can get a point, but I, it's going to come down to the way Iceland play tomorrow and how good they are and how the game goes. Because Nigeria have to feel really good about the result today. Yes. They have a total lifeline. Yeah, absolute lifeline in and Nigeria. And they, they now control their own fate. And they uh, they still have to play the probably still quote unquote the worst team in the group in Iceland. They have to right. feel good about that, especially a team that probably is easier for them to play because Iceland won't pack it in as much as they do against the likes of Argentina. And then they get to play Argentina, who they'll they're going to be juiced up for revenge given the way the last two World Cups have gone. And Argentina's not exactly knows what they're doing. And Nigeria put four past Argentina in November, lest you forget. So 
this group coming into the World Cup, we thought it was going to be wide open, and it is wide it is open. Wide open. And that is, second place spot and dramatic too. Yeah, this is the the through the groups that have played two. I mean, they're halfway through. This is the best group because A and yes. B have really gone as expected. Yeah, for the most part. Unfortunately, Iran got that upset, but it looks like the two favorites in both A and B are gonna. Advance, and we yep. can move to that. Yeah, yeah, so we've got a lot to break down here on World Cup After Dark. We had to start with Argentina because that's where we had to start. But a bit, let's roll back to yesterday. Yeah. 3-1-0 games, the computers are talking to us. Yeah, do you know 1-0-1-0-1-0 what that means in binary? I have binary? no idea what that means in binary. What does it mean? But it could just as easy be 0-1-0-1-0-1. I mean, we have to go by who is the home team. It's 1-0-1-0-0-1. Well, I don't know if I if I wrote that right on the rundown. You you should probably check that. You don't. Else. I check the home teams. I check the home teams. I don't know who cares about the home teams. All right, let's look this up. This is the content the World Cup After Dark listeners have been waiting for. <laughs> what? It is one zero one zero zero one. I got it right on the rundown without even trying. Okay, it's one zero one zero zero one. What are the computers saying to us? Forty one to ten. I don't. Uh, what does this number mean? If you know how binary works, yeah, come at us, at us, so at that us. we can we can do this segment right. Yeah, <laughs> you would think we'd go to Northwestern, we'd be like, oh, we could make a binary math joke. Journalism majors. Journalism, Journalism majors. majors. Okay, well, anyways, yeah, lots of one O's. I think my takeaway from yeah. this bit is that I thought yesterday was the worst day of the football. Yeah, at the World Cup, hard to argue against that. Yeah, and. You know, that happens. I'm not ready to proclaim this World Cup is bad yet. It's definitely not the best so far. I've, I've had, I was more entertained in previous ones. But overall, I've been We've pleased. We've not had a nil-nil. Yeah, I've been pleased. Yesterday was not great, but it's okay. Also, we kind of expected it to not be great. So let's start in Group A before circling back to Group B, even though this was the middle of the matches yesterday. Yeah. Uruguay won. Saudi Arabia nil. Woof. Yeah, See, the thing with Uruguay is they just, they're not the type of team that can take advantage of Saudi you, Arabia. But you re- I, I, I really thought that this was going to be the World Cup where we'd see a different Uruguay. Talented yeah. midfielders linking with that attack, the composed defense behind, and that has absolutely been the well, furthest thing from what it's happened. Their defense so far. has been composed. Yes, but there's no midfield link they out there. Just, just, they play from, they skip lines. They yep. skip lines. They They're play playing the, like they've always played. Yeah, they play to the feet or the head of chest or Suarez and Cavani. And then once they get there, then the midfielders run in and join. But the midfielders do not link. And you know what? They know how that system works and give them credit. Their defense is so, so good. Saudi Arabia had more possession in this match, I think. I, I don't know for that for sure, but Uruguay was happy to play without the ball and, and Saudi Arabia with the ball was not anything yeah, to they, fear. They couldn't, they had the ball so much, and the second they got 40 yards from goal, Uruguay was on them and just mauled them. It, the was, thing, it, was, it was painful to watch. The thing that sticks with me from Saudi Arabia from this tournament is their undeniable ability to string 45 seconds of complete and utter competence, only to follow it with five seconds of pure disaster. Yeah. Every single time. It's like, ah! They're passing it. Oh no! What did you do? Yeah, and that's how Saudi Arabia. The, the plays. reason why it was like clearly problematic is their players were just not good enough yes. to play that style. Like they could pass in a tight area, they could do all that, and the second they needed to make a good pass, yes, the dude hit it out of bounds. Yeah, it was rough. Also, goalkeeping mistake, terrible mistake on the corner kick. 
Yep. Suarez and his early Uruguay goal was absolutely the worst thing to happen in this match. Yeah, I mean theoretically it would make Saudi Arabia come and play more, but they that's already how they were playing, and yeah. Uruguay got to sit behind the ball more. Yeah. It was bad. This was bad. All right, two things to take away from this. One, ding, 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 dead rubber alert. Egypt, Saudi Arabia, both on zero points, play on the final day of the World Cup. There's rumblings Mo Salah won't play because he's in a, he's in a fight with the Egyptian FA. Saudi Arabia, this is a big, big final match in the quest for 31st. The yeah. goal differential, they salvaged it a little bit with only the 1-0. Yeah, they could, they're they, na- minus six, but they could get points, and points are huge in the quest for 31st. Uh, this is a big opportunity for Saudi Arabia to grab a 1-1 draw. Yeah, yeah, huge. This, Whereas, this is what it's all on the line. They're already out. Yeah, put it all on the table here. Get this, above thirty second. Yeah, they're gonna be juiced. Yeah, they're they're gonna be hyped. You yeah. think Saudi Arabia are not motivated? They know the stakes. Yeah. I think Egypt might be the team that are motivated because they were actual Egypt, expectations. Yeah, there. Egypt has already given up. Yeah, I don't think they're. And if Salah doesn't play, Egypt's at minus three in the quest for thirty first. A Saudi Arabia win. They're sneaking. <laughs> watch Egypt out. Egypt could be at the bottom. Yeah, watch out. All right, now the thing that everybody else wants to know that's not on this podcast: Who wins Group A, Russia or Uruguay? A draw gives it to Russia. A win gives it to Uruguay. Obviously, uh, a Russian win also gives it to Russia. I think Uruguay uh, are going to want to try and come win this game just because they don't want to play Spain. Yeah. They fancy their chances against Portugal. Uruguay-Portugal sure, is not a match I want to see. No, because neither of those teams want the ball. <laughs> Uruguay, you know, they play Spain think, okay, we have a good defense, we can do our thing, give it a puncher's chance. But I think Uruguay's really going to come out and try to beat Russia. Yeah. Um, worth mentioning about Russia... I don't know if these stats is real, but I saw a stat of like most red. Always a yeah. great thing to pop. Oh, I, I think this yeah. is real. So it is real, yeah. Because someone so. else had done the stats too and verified it. So they they talked about the teams that ran the most collectively, and Russia through all the games has the two highest distances ran, and they're both further than two standard deviations from the mean of people running in this tournament. All I'd like to say is that Russia's not a young side. They're they're not a particularly like they're not known for running. The blood is thin. The blood is very thin, is all I have to say. <laughs> Listen, we know the state has sponsored doping. Okay. 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 All I would like to say is your use of standard deviation from the meme gets you a nerd alert. That's okay, well I, at least I didn't know binary how it worked. <laughs> Valid. I was just fair. trying to say it was statistically significant. Sure. Look, I took I took stats. I did too. I didn't pay attention. Okay. We're, All right. We're moving on. Moving on to Group B. A pair of one O's here. We'll start with Portugal one, Morocco nil. <laughs> All right. We're doing it again. Yes. Really? So, really, Portugal? We're doing this again? Portugal played 90 minutes against Spain. Thrilling match. Everyone says, oh, what a great game. And Portugal's like, no, 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 no. Did you like watching Euro 2016? Did you? Well, we won. So we're going to play the way we played that tournament. What's that fourth minute goal? What's that 86 minutes of complete and utter garbage? Welcome to the Portugal experience. That's what they do. Their, Portugal scoring early was the worst possible thing yep. for that match. Because then they got to double park the bus. Didn't have to offer anything. Uh, really frustrated Morocco. Morocco, I thought, was good, but had nobody that could finish. Yeah, I think that was always the problem with this side, is they never really had a great striker. They, they ha- very clearly yeah. didn't at this tournament. No, they didn't have it at this tournament. They didn't have anyone that could step up either from a winger spot. But 
Norton Amrabat absolutely cooked the Portuguese defense. Yeah, that's just what he repeatedly. Does. That's what he does. The whole match. Yeah. Uh, was the side Rafael Guerrero was just on s- skate yeah, the whole I think, afternoon. I think his value just tanked like yeah. 10 million euros. <laughs> it was, it was bad. I feel bad for Morocco. They aggressive side. They press high. They wanted the ball, but it just it's wasn't just there. What, it just, just didn't happen. happen. It this just You don't have a goal scorer. You make mistakes. Yeah. Brutal one goal, fourth minute, you yeah. have Ronaldo. That's what that's the way it goes. And that was a very well worked goal by Ronaldo. Yeah. Made, yeah. Very clear. That he, was not in the peak Ronaldo sequence. No, no, no. He set pieces, he was used his great movement. Yeah. Great, great movement. movement in the box, leveraged his skill. Just and, absolutely brutal for those of us watching. Yeah. <laughs> Just brutal. Yeah, that was a seven AM snoozer. All right. Two <laughs> things to bring up about this game. One, can Portugal really do this again at this tournament? hundred percent. That's so unfortunate. That's the thing. Hear. Here's what you: if Portugal, if they make the knockout round, and they will, because they ha- they have down right. No, oh, no, no, they're not only, set. No, no, they can. Oh, they got four. They lose yeah. to Iran. They're down. Okay, yeah, that so, game is a winner. Take is so, Iran wins. They're through. But fortunately, anyway. they. Oh God. Okay, I just thought about them scoring early against Iran, and yeah. it made me really you just thought about Jahan Bosch and yeah, Bosch tried having to, to tried to Portugal. break at Portugal. Okay, okay, I don't want that to happen. But if Portugal, if Portugal gets to the knockout and they are, rounds, they and should they play, be favored to do so. Yeah, and they should be favored to do so. And they play, let's say Russia or Uruguay, either team. They're going to be the team that needs more of the ball. Will have to try to play with more of the ball, even if that's not their style. Whatever they advance there. Whoever they play in the quarterfinals, they are 100% going to play a worse version of this style. The second Portugal plays a good team, they're going to have to do this. Now, give credit to them. They played Spain and didn't necessarily do that, but that game was wacky. And they... And Spain, they tried to yeah, do that. They Spain tr- was just good enough that yeah. it didn't necessarily work yeah. to the fullest and of extents. Portugal's counterattack in that game was, was right. great. Also, but they can- have Ronaldo. Yeah, they knew they needed to counterattack against Spain. They they didn't need to counterattack against Morocco. They right. just like, right. Yeah, but it sucks. All it you really needed to sucks. know is the look of despair on my face when I realized what would happen if Portugal <laughs> scored first against Iran. Yeah, amid, yeah, that's all you need to know about this group. Again, this is an audio podcast, but we might have to shift to, to we might have to pivot to video. Yeah. That's pretty popular these days, yeah. just because of the look on Amit's face when he realized that Portugal scoring first against Iran is a possibility, <laughs> and he would have to watch eighty minutes of Iran trying to break down a Portugal side uninterested in countering. Yeah. The reason that would happen is Iran nil, Spain won. Ah, you really wanted this for Iran because they were so composed at the back. They were so strong. They, they were so steady. And then the goal that did them in was not the type of goal that should do that sort of no, defensive performance it, in. Spain created chances, but their goal was not from a pretty play. No, and their chances weren't terribly dangerous. Like, they no, created it, chances yeah, and they, they asked questions. Isco but, was their best player by far, asking all the questions. Silva was good. And Costa was fine. The goal was just honestly give Costa credit for garbage for garbaging it in. Yeah. Right, but also but he was, knew nothing yeah, about that ball yeah, going in. Yeah, it went. It, it ricocheted he, off his shin. He, he turned into two defenders. It bounced up off his knee and in. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you give VAR credit for realizing this goal was or the, the original linesman got it actually. Yeah, the Iran yeah. goal that where we thought yeah. they had an easy And that's goal. heartbreaking. Also give Iran credit because I thought when they came out and played, they it were they, went fine. Spain's for them. defense the defense which I so famously lauded on this podcast 
looked awfully suspect. And here's the thing. I get why Iran showed up with the game plan that they did, and I don't fault them at all for that. But they're going to have to shift just that little bit against Portugal in the final in the final group stage game yeah, they because can't. they have to win. A draw is yeah. not enough for them. A draw sends Portugal through. But if Iran, if you shift that look on your face to Iran scoring an early goal, then that match to me gets very, oh, very yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's the best outcome for that match. Right. Portugal has to try to break down Iran, who's really saying Portugal has to commit numbers forward. Right. So. Uh, Spain. Is there anything that you take away from this for Spain? It just felt like... Again, I think it's, it's hard. The thing is, like, when they get to the knockout rounds, they're not going to have to play teams like this. Right. Like, and if they do, they can do this. Like, right. it wasn't pretty, it wasn't good Spanish football, and they still have some issues, but their defense is suspect, but they did it. They did it. Their midfield is still world class. They got it done, and, you know, they, again, when they get to the knockout rounds, they're not going to need that sort of skill set to yeah. be. Can we break in a defense this resolute and just bunkering in? They're going to have to beat a good team, and it'll be much more back and forth. So Iran most likely has to beat Portugal. I'll couch it in saying that, because there is a scenario in which a Morocco team that we've been impressed with, but to be fair, has nothing to play for. If Morocco go and beat Spain, then a draw for Iran <laughs> would send them through over Spain. Yeah. So you could find a scenario in which that would be enough this is why things get wonky on that last day of the group stage because so much yeah, changes but so think, many but, times. But Iran has to show up on, it, with the assumption that Spain's going to win. Because Spain knows that they're technically not in the clear, they're gonna do they're just right. gonna they're gonna at least take care of business against Morocco. Morocco yeah. will play free. Morocco's yeah. not there to just play for a result. I think yeah. they're gonna try to impress. I don't think you're gonna see a Morocco team like unmotivated in that match. Yeah. I think they'll try to play to win yeah, to get a scalp they're because not, it's Spain. I don't think they're going to have more will than Spain. No, yeah. no. And I think that's so... You're exactly right. Iran needs to to bring it against Portugal. Right. And the question is, this will be a very interesting game, tact, like not tactically, managerially from both managers. At what point do you commit forward? Right. At what minute do you need it? From how? What's the intensity from the start? Because Iran doesn't yeah. need to show up and go for it from the first yeah, minute. Yeah. You can let that game develop because you only need to win. You don't have to yeah. win by multiple goals or anything yeah. like that. And you don't want to make the mistake of committing too much early right. and, and giving so much space to Portugal. So yeah. that's a really big game to watch. And I think, I think it's the so you're you're talking about games in the third match days. Okay. Russia, Uruguay, you, you need to figure out it's what's happening. Yeah. But look, but this is the yeah, this is the first game that you really circle. Don't miss Iran Portugal. Yeah, and also have Spain Morocco in the corner of your eye because yeah. again, weird things can happen. Yeah. Spain is not through yet. They're probably through. I think it's fair yeah. to say that. But Morocco have shown me enough in the first two matches that it's not out of the realm of possibility that they make something happen. Yeah. All right, let's get into today's matches as we move through here on World Cup after dark. Denmark-Australia 1-1. You didn't wake up till halftime. That's no. not a surprising fact at all. I'm just tired. <laughs> I watched a... <laughs> look, I watched Election last night, 1999 movie. Why? I don't know. I was bored. Okay, great. Um, I was... <laughs> Slow night last night if you're watching movies from the 1990s. That was a good movie. Great. Anyways. Denmark um, won, Australia won. This was a really fun match. Yeah, Australia's impressive. Denmark is good. I'm I'm confident saying that they're more yes. than just Ericsson. Take your yeah, take yeah. your 
Denmark is Christian Eriksen and ten blokes narrative and run away with it because you're wrong, English they, commentators. They know how to they know how to play to their strengths. They have a solid defense and they know how to unlock Ericsson and they have other attacking players. I was really impressed with Poulsen as well, yeah. although he picked up a yellow card in this match, so was actually suspended for the third and yeah. final group stage match. I've been impressed with him so far this World Cup. He, even though good. he's managed to give away two penalties. Yeah, it's so weird. Because he's been great going forward. He scored the yeah. the goal for them in the first match. And then Australia, you know, handed a lifeline with that penalty. I'm sorry, we have to go back to Portugal. Morocco or Iran. Yeah, Portugal-Morocco because we didn't talk about the second storyline from that game. I'm uh, really sorry. We'll resume Denmark-Australia in a second. I mean, it's Mark Geigergate. Did Mark Geiger ask for Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo's shirt? 100%. You think so? Yeah. FIFA says he didn't. Okay. Morocco well, says he did. I don't know. If you were refugee, would you want Cristiano Ronaldo's shirt? Yeah, I really would. Yeah. I really would. Also, I would probably do a better job at managing it than Mark Geiger does. Mark Iger, not a great ref. No. 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 And it's it's funny here in the States to see the angle of, like, any American having any sort of role in this World Cup is like, oh, yeah. It's like, ah, oh, Mark Iger's officiating. And then he goes out and does that and does, just does really poorly with that game. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he did or not. But I, I'm guessing But you wouldn't be shocked if he did. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, just a little, like, hey, Ronaldo. Yeah. Afterward. Hook, yeah, just, yeah. just hook me up. I want a souvenir. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I'd do it. Yeah. Would you do it? Yeah, yeah, I'd do it too. I'd be a bad ref. Like, I'd love to be a ref, but also I know that I'm such a biased person that I would have absolutely just lost it at multiple points in my refereeing career. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't I, know if I could ref. I'd just be like, nope, you're done. People would talk, people would say things to me, and I wouldn't be too happy with them. No, exactly. That would be yeah. my thing. And yeah. then I'd just, like, hold it against them, and then be like, I'm the one with the power here. Yellow card for you. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's your second. Have a good day. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be bad. All right, back to Denmark-Australia now that we've gone down Mark Geiger gate. Uh, Australia has been better in this tournament than I thought they'd be. Yeah, and they've given themselves a puncher's chance. They to have through. given themselves a puncher's chance on the final day. And it's not... Look, they're going to have to beat Peru, which is no certainty. But France beating Denmark also is not out of the realm of possibility because France hasn't locked up this group yet. Yeah, Again, and France a draw, is the better team than Denmark. Right, a draw is beneficial for both of those teams, there's no doubt about that. But I wouldn't be stunned to see France go out and win that game against Denmark. Yeah. Then Australia has a chance, goal differential, goal scored, fair play points. I just want to see a group come down to fair play points. I really do. It'd be wild. It'd be really fun. Yeah, and those pulse and yellow cards could hurt. Yeah. yeah, we'll see about Australia. I still think they're worse than Peru, but... I do too, per but... Peru also, I think, wants something to show for their hard work. I agree with that sentiment as well. But we'll see, because Australia has clearly shown they have a little more metal than we expected. Also, Tim Cahill has very clearly shown that he is probably not going to be used at this World Cup because no. this was the game to use him, and Burt Van Marwijk did not use Tim Cahill, I which is fine. He's, he's just there. He's, he's just there. He's just there, and maybe if there's a chance, like a set piece at the end, they'd bring him on. But this was the like peak Tim Cahill. This was the game to bring in peak Tim Cahill, and I don't think it was ever really considered. Robbie Cruz, also very slow. For Australia. I just, yeah. I just want to point that out. I noticed that on multiple occasions in this game. And still not impressed with Aaron Moy. But who I am impressed with is Daniel Arzani, the 19-year-old. He came in and gave him a little bit of life. And I really thought the way this game was going, there was going to be a goal down the stretch for it, either side. It looked like it was opening up because both sides didn't want to settle for the point. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought so. Australia, again, impressed. Christian Eriksen also. Just give him a shout-out. Good hit. Good hit. Who, uh, who does he play for? Tottenham. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. He needs to be careful, though. Scored a goal. 
<laughs> the suitors and Barsek are a little too excited. That's all right, though. He kind of disappeared in the second half. Yeah, so so he, he did enough to impress you, but, but not enough that, that anybody's going to show up knocking. Yeah. The second game in this group today was France, Peru, and for the second straight match, Peru show themselves well, but don't come away with anything. They were very clearly not the better team today. Uh, yeah. France impressed. But let's focus in on Peru. Are you sad to see them go? Yeah, 100% sad. sad. They, they played really fun. I'm wearing my Peru style. shirt today. I see it. It's a good shirt. I it like their really, kit. It's a clean it's a, kit. Oh, it's the best Great. Kit. You love a, you love a clean kit. sash. Love a clean sash. Yeah, they, they played their hearts out. They weren't happy just to be there. They wanted to do more. And they were just done in by, you know, some tough finishing luck against Denmark. Yeah, and Denmark, then, They cert- that was the match that they're going to rue their missed chances. It was an open match. Um, it was an open match. Obviously, the penalty for Cueva stands out the most, but there were plenty of chances in that second half for them to grab something from that match. And then today, you know, you look at the chance early on with Guerrero when that match is nil-nil. You would have probably liked him to do better. You would maybe even yeah. bet on him to do better there. Yeah. Uh, but France were clearly the better side yeah, here. Even when France went up, Peru really took the game over and sieged the like lay siege to the goal, but they, but didn't they, they never had any good chances. Their yeah. XG, a couple of shots oh. from distance. The yeah. one from I believe it was Flores that curled yeah. and hit the post on the outside was probably the best chance. But they were limited to striking yeah. from distance. And, you know, if you're gonna do that, okay. If you have Luka Modric, you might hit one. But yeah. Also, when the other team knows that you're just gonna hit a shot from distance, Hugo Lloris is a really good keeper. Not gonna get beat. That's a false statement. No, he is he's a not keeper. a good keeper. He has so many mistakes in him. Yeah, but he hasn't made one yet. <laughs> it's coming. Look, France France is doing exactly what we expected them to do. Yeah. Oh, well, not so impressive well, was, against Australia. I was going to say, I, I was impressed by them today. Yep. I thought their press looked really good. I thought yep. it was the out of the big teams at the World Cup, the best press I've seen so far. Shout out Germany. Yeah, Germany. For the worst one. Absent press. Yeah. Brazil had it in the first half, but mm-hmm. whatever. England, very good press, I thought, but it was against Tunisia, so. Also, they're England, so they're irrelevant. Um, <laughs> to you. Yeah. But France looked Look. like they had the right system. That being said. Didier Deschamps is just looking at the calendar, and he's just checking off the steps to Francing. A good performance against Peru in the second game is the second step to Francing. I'm still not convinced. Like, yeah. yes, they looked good. But I, they're still France to me. I had a lot of questions about them, which I said, I think, last podcast or yep. two podcasts ago. And they the way they played answered those questions. Sure. A 1-0 scoreline necessarily doesn't yeah. answer them. But they need to also... I think it all... For the big teams, you have to be thinking of it long term. How is the game plan going to look like when we play another big team? Right. And they, they got closer to that. Particularly impressed with Giroud today. He was yeah. much more than the guy that were lobbing crosses into the box to to finish them. He held up play really well. Yeah, he was good. I thought he was very good. Who is this Mbappe kid? Who does he play for? I, I literally don't know. Are you serious? I'm serious. I, I know he plays for some big teams. Is it, is it? It's PSG. Okay. He, went, he was at Monaco. Right. And they were really good. Okay. And he was... Part of like the young starlets of Monaco, mm-hmm. he was like that. Then got broken up. Yeah, and they yeah. got broken up, and then he is that PSG. Okay, all right, I'm sick of him. His act got old today. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Yeah, he, it's like the thing: Cavani, Neymar, Mbappe. Okay, let Great. me just make sure that he's. A... <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, Kylian Mbappe, PSG, fifteen okay. caps, four goals scored for France. Great, yeah. good for him. He's really good. Congrats on your move, Kylian. I don't like you. He's, he's kind of a hothead. 
He dove a bunch today. Yeah. You don't need to be diving against Peru, buddy. Um, okay. Group C, heading into the final day. Do you give Australia a chance? Oh, man. Yes, because Denmark isn't a gar- France is better than Denmark. Yeah. And as long as France can beat Denmark, you have a you have a legitimate. You have to think the destiny is in your hands. Right. As long as you believe that, go and get a result against Peru. They have a chance. Yeah. It's I'd put it around put around twenty percent. Okay. Twenty, twenty five percent, which is not bad. No, for, no, for, not for bad at all are. for yeah. an Australia team. Again, Peru, I think less so than Morocco. I'm less confident that they'll come to play. Because as you said, they'll want something from this World Cup, but it has been very emotional for them. And Australia is no Spain. If Peru were playing France with nothing on the line, I think they would want to show. Yeah. But this is Australia. Like, I don't know. There's a chance I think that Peru don't play particularly well in that last game. And that's what Australia will be looking for. Yeah. Australia will be very disciplined as they've been through two games. Denmark certainly still favored to get out of this group in the second position, and France have won two games, which is more than a lot of teams will probably be able to say at the end of this. So credit to them. All right, we're running short on time, so let's very quickly preview the next couple of days. Which game are you most looking forward to? I will read off the games to you because you gave me that look of, oh, I have no idea what games are happening. No, I know what games are happening. Um, Really excited for Serbia-Switzerland because both of those teams aren't that interesting. But they need to play an interesting game, and the winner needs to win to get through. Okay, that is most likely the first match of this World Cup that I will miss. And to be honest with you, I'm not that upset that I'm missing it. Again, I would just I preface it by saying I'm not particularly interested by these two teams, but the result is the biggest result. Okay, I think uh, I think Nigeria Iceland is obviously yeah, that's huge. fair. We ju- we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. It's made bigger by the fact that Argentina had that result, and now so much for Argentina depends on what happens in that match, and obviously so much for those two teams depends on what happens in that match. Yeah. I'm obviously excited for Brazil. Yeah, I want to see if they can play better. Yeah, confident, optimistic, but also that little bit worried that Costa Rica frustrate them, and then Brazil could be in a little bit of trouble. Belgium, Tunisia. No, none of the other games Woof. are actually good. Mexico, Korea is intriguing from the perspective that Mexico yeah. have a history of not doing of so well down, against yeah. the teams that they should do well against. Not out of the realm of possibility for that game to finish drawn and Mexico to then let go of that grip that they had from their initial match. Germany, Sweden, interesting from the fact that Germany, I don't know, could have issues again, but also it's Germany and it's yeah. Sweden and you're really not expecting that to happen. I think Germany, if they're World Cup favorites at all, will have to send a statement. Yeah, multi-goal win Yeah, against a Sweden team that yeah. is and Belgium, pretty poor. The hype train is going to keep chugging. People are going to be so hype after they steamroll Tunisia. Yeah. Yeah. Tunisia, maybe they'll they'll come play. It's do or die time for them. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not particularly convinced. Are you Are you ready for Sunday morning? Sunday, I mean, well, if we record Saturday, we'll record you'll, Saturday, you'll so hear, we'll preview it there. But you but know what I mean by Sunday morning? England, Panama. It's the match we've been all waiting for. Dele Ali gets sent off. Panama scratch out a nil nil draw. It's a national holiday on Monday. It's a big game. Yeah, big game. It's a big game. All right, that's going to do it for us here on World Cup After Dark. Be sure to follow each of us on social media. I'm at Austin underscore James. He's at Amit K. Malik. If you speak binary, let us know what the computers are trying to say because we're really wondering. Follow the World Football Index for all the latest from us. All that's left for me to say is thanks for listening and goodbye.